morning, Kingsway. I want to thank everybody that participated in the block party, and there may be some that were not able to be there physically, but prayed or prayer. It was just so awesome to see God's people working together. I told a couple of people, to me it was just a thrill. I think as a pastor, just a thrill to you know, see a bunch of, bunch of you guys um, just being kind to people and, and just letting them feel at home. And I had, and I don't know how many people, there's a number of people I talked to and I'd say, you know, God loves you with no strings attached. Uh, and we want to do something for you, no strings attached. Just, just to let you know that, that God loves you regardless of where you've been. And people, people are grateful. So anyway, tonight we're going to have a time of testimony, praise, and talk about it some more and encourage you to do that. We need your input. Uh, we're getting those list of names together. I'd ask Penny Tuesday we want to start trying to get out and see some of those, especially those hundred or maybe a few more from what I'm hearing that said we don't have a church home, but we want you to come visit us. So I encourage you to have a heart for that. Um, guys, they invited us, so it's not like we're stomping in. So uh, be in prayer over that Tuesday, 7 o'clock. But tonight we'll talk more, have some feedback there. Uh, remember me, uh, Cindy and Daniels decide he wants to be a track, uh, do track, and he's in Knoxville today doing a little meet for this track club, Appalachian Track Club. So we'll see how that goes. But um, I'm going to speak this morning out of Song of Songs. I had, on Valentine's Day, I started and spoke out the first few verses of chapter 1. And guys, for a, I don't know, for a number of years, God has broken my heart over the state of the family in our land. All over the United States, but most everywhere I look, families are in trouble. And God's pattern of a loving husband and wife who guard one another and walk with the Lord and and raise children in His ways is under such attack. And so many people are broken. And it's really interesting as you look in Song of Songs. You know, guys, I have never... It's kind of funny. I don't think I've ever been in a church. It's just me personally growing up and then in college where... Uh, I heard a preacher preach through Song of Songs. Now, it's not the kind of thing where you, you know, you really go in verse by verse or straight through in the sense there's some chronological order. Because this is a series of love songs. And, you know, sometimes in the church, it's like romance, you know. The vroom of a man and woman, you know. Maybe that's not pulpit stuff. Well, listen, guys, God made love. Romantic love. Good, passionate love between a husband and a wife. And if, if we can't talk about it as God's people, man, who should be able to talk about it? It's of God. And, and there's three primary characters here. There's a king that, uh, you know, he's got power, he's got influence. He meets this girl who, I, th- I think as you look at the text, she's tan in a day where beauty was not of those that were tan. And in other words, being tan, she was probably just a, a country girl that worked hard out in the sun. But, but there was a love and a romance and, and, a, and a, a marriage. And as you look in these songs, guys, there's such wonderful, uh, such wonderful advice on the way God wants a relationship to work between a husband and a wife. And, and we're going to look at that 
this morning. Uh, in Song of Songs, chapter 1, we're going to go verse 8, and we're going to actually stop at 2-6. Listen to 2-7, we'll stop at 2-6. I'm going to ask you to stand in God's honor as we look at the text here. If you do not know most beautiful of women, follow the tracks of the sheep and graze your young goats by the tents of the shepherds. I liken you, my darling, to a mare harnessed to one of the chariots of Pharaoh. Your cheeks are beautiful with earrings, your neck with strings of jewels. We will make your earrings of gold studded with silver. While the king was at his table, my perfume spread its fragrance. My lover is to me a sachet of myrrh resting between my breasts. My lover is to me a cluster of henna blossoms from the vineyards of Engedi. How beautiful you are, my darling. Oh, how beautiful your eyes are doves. How handsome you are, my lover. How charming. And our bed is verdant. The beams of our house are cedars. Our rafters are firs. I am a rose of Sharon, a lily of the valleys. Like a lily among thorns is my darling among the maidens. Like an apple tree among the trees of the forest is my lover among the young men. I delight to sit in his shade and his fruit is sweet to my taste. He has taken me to the banquet hall and his banner over me is love. Strengthen me with raisins, refresh me with apples, for I am faint with love. His left arm is under my head and his right arm embraces me. Let's pray. Father, thank you for being the author of love, God. Thank you for loving us without strings attached. And that, Father, you want the marriage relationship, Father, to mimic the love that you have between us and you, God. A love that loves not if you do this or because you do this, but just loves, God. And I pray this morning, Lord, I I just ask that your spirit might fill me, Lord, and that through me you might work, that you might just spill out your love, Lord. And God, I just pray that you help us to hear what you want us to hear, Lord. Uh, Father, I so often um, don't necessarily feel so confident, but that's okay, Lord, because um, I want you to speak, not me. So, Lord, have your way, God. We love you and we need you. In your name we pray. Amen. Wherever you have people, there's a chance for conflict. And when you're talking about two people who are together, you can say, man, we want to be together for happiness. And yet there's another goal in the Scriptures, holiness. If you look at Ephesians 5, there is a parallel there where it talks about Christ and His love for the church. Our relationship with the Lord but then it speaks about the relationship between a husband and a wife. And, and there is a parallel there, guys. And, and I, I believe that what is being said through that is that the relationship between a husband and a wife is to be the closest, most intimate relationship apart from our relationship with Jesus Himself. And that through that relationship, a husband and a wife, you learn about how God loves you. And how you are to love God. And there are so many relationships out there that are just self-centered. It's all about me. 
Matter of fact, studies show that it takes somewhere between 9 and 14 years for a person to get to the point of, in a marital relationship, of being able to say, I really want to do what's best for you. You know, man, the first 9 to 14 years, it's about, what are you going to do that's best for me? How are you going to rock my world? How are you going to turn my crank? How are you going to meet my needs? What's sad is many marriages don't last 14 years. So what happens? They get divorced, they get remarried, and they spend those terrible 9 to 14 years repeating it all over again. They never begin to understand the deep love that God wants them to enjoy and to have. I appreciate Terry and Samantha. We did that Valentine's Day banquet where they um, spoke about the different ways, the different love languages. And uh, some of those I'll just mention briefly. They're all in Song of Songs, by the way. Um, there's some people that says, man, my love language is just to be able to talk with my loved one and for that person to listen to me and for there to be two-way dialogue. And, and for other people, it's gifts. I mean, you know, I know you love me if you give me some gifts, some good gifts. And then for others, it's service. I show my love to you by serving you, doing things for you. Or by being served. And I know you love me when you serve me. And you take care of me. For others, um, it's time. You know, that quality time. I just need to be with her. And then there's touch. I, I'll be honest with you. you know, we were at the banquet. I was, you know... Talking to Cindy. Man, I'm, it's not hard to figure me out, man. For me, it's time and touch. I want to be with Cindy and I like her to rub my back, scratch my head, hold her hand, hug her. You know, sometimes the kids are like, that's gross, you guys. But that's just, you know, that, that's a love language and you need to, and I appreciate uh, Terry and Samantha as they talked about at the banquet, find out the love language and speak it to your maid so that they feel loved and know that you love them. Let's go ahead and look at the text here as we, look, the title of this message is Sweet to My Taste, to enjoy your loved one. Verse 8, if you do not know most beautiful of women... Follow the tracks of the sheep and graze your young goats by the tents of the shepherds. I want you to notice here as he talks to his beloved. He says, if you do not know. Which indicates to me she's not so sure about how beautiful she really is to him. She, she's, having, she's having trouble feeling beautiful, feeling attractive. And he's looking at her and he says, Honey, honey, you rock my world. The room is rooming. You're special. And, and so what is said here, as I look at this, is husbands, the wife needs to be priority. She needs to feel significant. She needs to feel special. She needs to feel like she matters above all the other stuff. That's so, that's so critical and, and, and guys, it's so important. She needs to, to, to hear you be able to, to say, I, I want to make room for you in my life. And it's so easy with the demands of, of work 
and, and other demands to just neglect one another. Listen to this uh, quote from Rose Sands. To prove his love for her, he swam the deepest river, crossed the widest desert, and climbed the highest mountains. She divorced him. He was never home. Don't make it too complicated. Spend time with her. Let her know she's loved. Pencil in that time. Uh, one key way here, compliments. Guys, as you look at this section of Scripture, he says, most beautiful. He's telling her she's beautiful. And compliments are so critical. Build her up, guys. Let her know how grateful you are to God that He has placed her in your life. Hey, let her know you love her. I mean, honest compliments. Don't sit there, let me see, let me see, what am I going to say? I mean, you know, look at her, check her out, watch what she's doing, and then compliment her. (laughs) I remember... uh, one psychologist I read about, and he's he's talking about this guy came in his office, and he says, "Man, my wife, she is difficult. She is a nag, and I'll be honest with you, I can't stand her. I can't stand to look at her. I can't stand to be with her." He says, "I just want to make her miserable. I want to divorce her, make her as miserable as I can." And uh, this psychologist said, "I'll tell you the best way to get back at her: be nice to her." compliment her, do things with her, treat her like a queen. And man, when you got her, when you got her heart and and she can't live without you and she wants to be with you all the time, divorce her, dump her. He goes, man, that's a great idea. I'm going to get her. So he started loving her, you know, complimenting her, doing things for her, being kind to her, sweet to her. A couple of months went by. He went back in to see this psychologist. And he says, "Uh, so you ready to get her? You ready to go after her, man? Divorce her? He goes, are you kidding me? I love my wife. What happened? Well, as he complimented her, their relationship changed. She needed to feel loved. She needed to feel appreciated. She needed to be complimented. And as she was built up by that, she was returning love to him. You see what happens when people feel neglected? They complain. And they look for those areas of pain and they let you know about them. But when you're meeting needs and, and you're loving people, it, it changes the perspective, guys. It changes the perspective. Um, let's go on here in the text here. Along with that, uh, she needs to feel attractive. Look here at verse 9. He says, I liken you, my darling to a mare harnessed to one of the chariots of Pharaoh. Hey, hey, hey. You know, Pharaoh, right? Most powerful man in the world. He's got the best horses, right? Connected to his chariot. They're impressive, beautiful to look at, powerful, exciting. I like it today here in Bristol. Well, look at that race car, man. Look at that engine. Man, you know, the power of it. Getting that thing go 200 miles an hour around the track. Man, that'd be a thrill. And I think, you know, he's kind of saying here, man, you, you thrill me. Man, you make my heart pump. You make my hands sweat. 
You're exciting, man. You walk in the room and it does something for me, honey. Whoa, 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 broom, you know? That's what he's, that's, that's what he's saying there. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite stories, I, I'm sure I've told this, but I just love it. This couple, they go in to see this counselor. <laughs> counselor says, well, what's the problem? Well, she starts in. He doesn't appreciate me. He doesn't love me. He's not affectionate toward me. Well, he listens to this for a while. He kind of says, you know, I think I know what's going on. He reaches over. He, This is the counselor now. He takes the wife in his arms. He pulls her over and gives us this passionate kiss. Brings her back up and she's got this goofy smile on her face and she's dazed. And then she looks over at the husband and she says, he says, this is what she needs twice a week. Can you do this? He said, I can bring her in on Tuesdays and Thursdays if that'll fit your schedule. <laughs> it's not for somebody else to do. It's for the husband and wife to build one another up. And guys, she needs to feel attractive. I also want you to notice a nickname here. Uh, he says, my darling. I remember uh, as a kid, my dad's nickname for my mom was Pookie. Guys, I never knew what a Pookie was. But he'd kind of smile at her and he'd wink and he'd say, How's my Pookie? I think, what is a Pookie? <laughs> Isn't it funny though? Somebody says love's blind. I think sometimes love's stupid too. Here. <laughs> Some of the nicknames people have for their loved ones, you know. I looked at, there's a um, a website I found as I was thinking about nicknames. Uh, it's uh, called lovingyou.com. You can check it out, guys. It's got like 250 pet names. And I just picked out a couple of these. I, like I said, people just get nuts. Listen to a few of these. Uh, Goose. I'm thinking about this. Now, I call my wife Goose. I mean, now what is attractive about a goose? How is that going to excite her? I don't know. I was just thinking about that, you know. Um, honey lips, hot stuff, hubby wubby, you know. Munchkin, there's enough munchkin. I don't know, I don't know. Uh, passion fruit. Broom, broom. Uh, pumpkin. I've said pumpkin. But think about it. Pumpkin? Dude, have you seen a pumpkin? What is there about a pumpkin? I don't know. I don't know. Smoochie poo? Snookums? I remember this one couple, uh, friends of ours, and they were dating, and, and they're married now, been married uh, got married just for we did, and so they've been married for a while now. But uh, man, they were gushy. I mean, you'd sit there and sit there like I don't know if we'd make it or not. We might get sick before we get home. We're in a car with them. And they're like, oh dearest, ooh, you know, eyes just fixated, and ooh boy, you know, it was gushy. But you know, some of these names: uh, Smoochie Poo, Snookums, Sugar Biscuit. To think about that one a while. Sugar biscuit. Or how about this one, man? This shows that guys love food. Twinkie. <laughs> hey there, you little Twinkie. Woo-hoo! Or how about 
this one? Waffles? Come on now, what's that about? Hey there, waffles. You know, what is that? You know, I've I never heard that one before. Or, or they, this, you know, this one really got me. Witchy? I mean, when I was a kid, when you, if you called somebody a witch, that was not a compliment. You witch? Oh, thank you. I didn't know you loved me. What? And then last one here. Wookie? Have you guys seen Star Wars? Isn't that what a Wookie is? Like Bigfoot? Honey, you need to shave. You look like a Wookie. I mean, I don't know, but you can go to love and you There was a nickname here, and he said, my darling. It was this show of affection between the two of them, which was a sign they really liked to be together. They really care about each other. Now, let's look at some more truths we can get out of here. Um, additionally, she needs a provider. She needs security. She needs a guy that's got a job, okay? Uh, let's go down here looking at the Scripture here. Verse 10, he says... Your cheeks are beautiful with earrings, your neck with strings of jewels. We will make you earrings of gold studded with silver. Um, where'd she get this stuff? Like I said, she was a hard-working gal. Seems evident from uh, looking at that time with the dark skin that she didn't come from a rich family. She got it from him. Gifts of love, man. He provided for. And it's critical. I don't care what the world says today. I see it, all this equality and everything. God has built into a man and a woman. Woman needs security and guys need to provide. Listen to this. This is from... Uh, I don't know if I should leave these off and put them on. I thought I'd made this print big enough, but evidently there's been a more decline. Okay, uh, 1 Timothy 5, 8. If anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for his immediate family, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Hey, guys, I don't care how much hair you got on your chest. I don't care how many buttons you don't button up on your shirt. I don't care how strong your pickup truck is. If you don't provide for your loved ones, you're not a man. You're a boy. You hadn't grown up yet. You're a boy. He provided for her. And don't take that too lightly. It's serious. One great way to show your woman that you love her and that you care about her is that you're willing to provide for her. You may not have the best job, but man, you're working. You're making the effort as a show of love to her. And, and I believe that's clear here as you look at these gifts. Also, uh, once you notice these friends here, good friends that surrounded them, says, we will make earrings of gold studded with silver. Who's we? Not only, not only is it with this husband, but also there, there's some other friends involved. As you look through the book here, they kind of like, I'd mentioned that first message, kind of like backup singers. You know what you gotta have? You gotta have people around you that are also good for your marriage. Guys, don't hang out with people that are tearing down your loved one. Guys, it is not wise to hang out with guys that want you to go to the strip club or, or, you know, want you on a weekend to go drinking with the buddies or what. 
And gals, you know, don't don't hang out with other ladies. Maybe they're unhappy in their marriage. They want to talk bad about your guy. Have people that build up that relationship that you're hanging out with, that you're with, and uh, that's critical. Um, all right, let's uh, go on here. Verse 13 and 14 here. Um, my lover is to me a sachet of myrrh resting between my breasts. My lover is to me a cluster of henna blossoms from the vineyards of Engedi. Take a minute here. And talked about the vineyards of Engedi. Engedi, guys, was an oasis in the middle of a desert. Sometimes life beats you up, doesn't it? And you want to go somewhere where you can relax. You need an Engedi. Guys, we need an Engedi. We need to be able to come home and, and just feel loved and be able to relax for a few minutes. That's the Engedi. Personally, I like the idea of an Engedi that's got a comfortable couch where the, 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 you know, the, the feet come up and I, I can place my feet on there and lay back and Engedi sounds good with hot wings and ribs and a bib. Probably, I remember one time Cindy and I, when we were dating, it's amazing she ever went out with me again. We went out to this Cajun restaurant. This was in Texas. And I discovered this great deal, all the barbecued crawdads you could eat. There was only one problem. I had to shell them. My hands were cut up, and there's not much meat in one of those little things. And I don't know how many of those things I cracked up. I had sauce all over me. She must have thought, oh, there's a man for you. But you know, in Engedi, a safe place to go. In other words, when you come in, the guy comes in and he's tired and, and, and you know, maybe you're going different directions. First thing, he, he doesn't want to hear first thing. You better beat those kids. <laughs> those kids deserve it. They don't deserve a switch. Man, they deserve a chain. <laughs> you know? They don't want to hear that. Or, or, or they, they don't want to hear, hear about how horrible everything is. You know, I mean, really, just need a few minutes just to kind of take a breath. Get it together. Because you know? it can be tough. Need an Engedi. Guys, uh, real value in that. Real value. Okay, next part of this. Uh, here's where we get a little tricky. The henna blossom speaks of a lovely perfume. That draws him here. A cluster of henna blossoms. Speaks here about the sachet of myrrh's perfume resting between my breasts. Now, you know, there have been a lot of men of God and scholars that are like, this can't be talking about a man and woman relationship. This can't be talking about private bedroom stuff. He says, so those two pillars must be talking about the Old and the New Testament. So this perfume's resting between the Old and the New Testament. Oh no, guys, there's a B word there, but it's not Bible. And I'm not going to elaborate, because I am a preacher, and that's probably, you know, where you go. But I mean, in other words... You know, be deeply satisfied in the relationship God's given you and the natural attraction. Wives, uh, 
Please your husband. You know, good, good stuff there. Um, verse 15. <laughs> how beautiful you are, my darling. Oh, how beautiful. Your eyes are doves. It is so critical. Um, not just, guys, not just to tell your wife she's beautiful. But to tell her again and again and again. Matter of fact, she needs to hear through your mind and through your thoughts what you think of her, what she means to you. So, you know, what is it about her that just gets you going? You know, maybe maybe it's that little snort when she laughs. <laughs> you know, I hope none of you ladies really do it like that. But, you know, but you go, man, that is just so cute. I just like that, you know? Or maybe it's the way she walks, and you're like, wow, you know, just look at her walk, wow. Or, you know, maybe it's her hair. Boy, look at that beautiful hair. Or the way she, you know, the the way she chooses her clothes or her makeup or, man, I don't know. Whatever it is, you know what it is, but tell her! Honey, you got it going there, girl. I like it. I like it a lot. And just tell her. Be honest with her. Speak honest before. You know? As it talks about doves here, interesting truth about doves, they mate for life. And they represent peace. She needs a sense of peace and security in knowing your love. And so you've got to tell her again and again. Look her in the eye. Tell her with love. Let her see. You mean it. <laughs> Don't be like the grumpy husband that said, I'm tired of her telling me. She wants to know. She wants me to say I love you. She wants me to say I love you. Well, I told her on her wedding day when we got up there and we, for that preacher, I said I love you and if I ever change my mind, then I'll tell her. No, it doesn't work that way, guys. She needs to know again and again. She needs to feel cherished, guys. All right, uh, verse 17. The beams of her house are cedars. Our rafters are firs. Um, women in a different way from guys identify with a home. I mean, I come into the house and, you know... You know, I, I, I do like the bed I sleep in. It's cool. I do. I like to eat, and 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 I like the room where I sit, and you know, whatever. But it's not the same. I mean, she, you know, like I came in last week, and man, she had rearranged all the furniture, and it looked good, but I never thought about it, you know. But for her, it's 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 her place. And, and ladies, you can, you can explain this a lot better than I can, okay? I'm a man, don't catch it all, don't see it all, but I know it's there. And she's thanking him. She's, you know, there's this talk about this home and saying, man, honey, I am just so grateful to have this place. And guys, we need to support her in that. We don't need to say, oh, I don't know, honey. I'm going to go hide. Help her. Help her get the house so that it, 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 it she's satisfied with it. You know, what a job to be a homemaker. Listen to this quote I ran across. It said, The most creative job in the world involves fashion, decorating, recreation, education, transportation, psychology, romance, cuisine, literature, art, economics, government, pediatrics, geriatrics, entertainment, maintenance, purchasing, law, religion, energy, 
and management. Anyone who can handle all those has to be somebody special. She is. She's a homemaker. It's a lot to it, to be sensitive to her. Now, notice, uh, calls her in verse 1 of chapter 2. There's, I am a rose of Sharon, a lily of the valleys. I think she's just amazed. I think she's thinking, man, he thinks I'm it. He trembles when he looks at me. And she just needs to hear it again and again. Uh, she needs to be reassured. Uh, why? Why does she feel that way? Now, as I close here through chapter 2 here, and, then, and we're at the end, I want to look at some truths here. Let's look again at verses 3 through 6. Like an apple tree among the trees of the forest is my lover among the young men. I delight to sit in his shade and his fruit sweet to my taste. He's taken me to the banquet hall and his banner over me is love. Strengthen me with raisins, refresh me with apples, for I am faint with love. His left arm is under my head and his right arm embraces me. First truth I see there, a woman needs a protector. A protector, a safe place. There's a military term here talking about the banner military term that has a picture of a flag. And there's a reference there to when the guy, when the men, the soldiers would go into battle, they'd get divided and scattered. And a flag would be raised, flag of their nation, their allegiance. And what would they do? They would fight to work their way back to the flag. Because they figured that their comrades were working to get to the flag and that was the safe place to be, that was the place of victory, is to head toward the banner, to head toward the flag. And, and for, the, for the wife, she's saying, I'm, I'm going to head toward my husband, the one who will protect me, who will be a, a banner to me, a place of safety, a, a, a place of security. And, and, and that's, so, that's so critical. It, it's such a need. And, and guys, it is such a tragedy when a husband's harsh to his wife. It's such a tragedy when he beats her down with words or maybe is even physically abusive. It's, it's just wrong. It's it's not what God wants. We're to be a protector. Um, even, you know, I think sometimes Cindy and I go for a walk. Man, I, I want to put her on the inside. I'm going to walk outside in the road. Some nut comes by in a car and hits somebody. It needs to be me. I need to be the protector. She needs to be on the inside. She needs to, to feel safe. Somebody's going to be hit. Should be me. Uh, when Cindy and I were... Uh, we hadn't been married a long time, and uh, I was serving on staff in a church in Moorhead City, and we were actually living in a mobile home at the time we had bought. And the guy who ran the trailer park, I was, I came home one day and Cindy was all upset. Well, this guy had, uh, man, he he, the owner of the trailer park, he'd been propositioning her, and. Uh, she was real upset. And dude, I was mad. I was young, not very smart. I was so mad. I went to this guy. And being honest, this is terrible, but I got so mad at him. Seeing I was so mad at him. Well, I won't say that, but anyway. I went up to him and I said, 
I said, you are just, I'm going to be honest with you. I said, my wife told me what happened. And all I can say is, you better be glad that I'm a preacher. You better be glad. And he just looked at me. He didn't say a word. And I just trembled. I was just like, it's almost like, please hit me, you know. Nothing really happened. But my wife had been under attack. She needed to be safe. It's our job, guys. Protect, protect her. Uh, we were in a situation the last church we were in where I ended up resigning. Just a lot of stuff happened. and We could have weathered it probably, but the truth was, Cindy didn't need to be there. I got counsel from a bunch of older, wiser pastors. Everybody told me to stay the storm. But I'm not going to do it without my wife. If I didn't. Great news is, man, I know all y'all now. God has a plan. We're together. He knows. All right, uh, go on here. I know I'm out of time. He needs to be told, the husband needs to be told by his wife what to do to show affection. Look at verses 5 and 6 here. Strengthen me with raisins or refresh me with apples, for I'm faint with love. His left arm's under my head, and his right arm embraces me. <laughs> Another part here, I delight to sit in his shade, and his fruit is sweet to my taste. I'm not going to give you commentary or instructions here. I'm just going to say, you know, guys, be able to talk openly with your mate. Be able to be honest and say, honey, how can I show my love to you in an intimate manner? When we're alone and we're together, what are your needs? Let's talk this through. Let's be honest. I mean, come on. If a husband and wife can't be honest and talk about their relationship together, who can? Don't just wait and think, I can't talk about that. And then you're both unhappy and you're miserable and you're fighting over because you can't talk. You can talk. The relationship should be one of love and trust and, and you should be able to be honest and respect one another. <laughs> and she's giving some instruction here and most of us guys would say, honey, give me some instruction. I'm dumb. And we wouldn't tell her that, right? Because we're supposed to have it together. Most of us don't have much together. And you all know they've been married for a while, I know. But, but help us, help us. Uh, talk to us. Fill us in, guys. Um, also along with this, I want to make just a point as I come near the end of this thing. It is important for for children in the family to see a husband and wife that love each other. And I know they might say that's just really gross. Look at them. You know, sometimes seeing I'll be in the kitchen or something, I'll sneak me a little kiss or something, and I'll be like, Oh man, what are you do? You know, here it. But don't kid yourself. I heard somebody say one time, and I think it's so true, the greatest gift a mother and father can give their kids is to make it clear they love each other. I believe that's central. I believe it's key. And I believe, now I'm not talking about in a way that's off color, but I certainly think that you need to be able to talk to your kids about issues. Because, listen guys, do you think they're not hearing it somewhere? Be honest. Be open. Know what God has to say about it. 
Use His Word as a, as a real reference point where there's, there's, there's love that, that's there and, and needs to be done in the right way. Um, it says in 1 Thessalonians 4, 3, it says, um, Among you there should not be any sexual immorality or even a hint of any kind of impurity. And in 1 Timothy 5, 1, it says, Treat younger women as sisters with absolute purity. There's a lot of off-color stuff that goes on. That should not happen among the people of God. There should be a, a, a gentleness and a respect in those relationships that's not flirtatious and doesn't have all these innuendos and come-ons. And, and um, that needs to be modeled by God's people or the next generation doesn't see it. And we know if we're doing it or not, right? All right, as I come to the end of this thing... Uh, this tends to be the pattern of today's society. Hook up, shack up, break up. Hook up, shack up, break up. That's not God's way. Matter of fact, people seem to have the idea that, you know, you need to have a test drive in a relationship to make sure you want to buy the car. I gotta move in with her. I gotta know what she's like. And then after five or six years, we'll get married. Think about your relationship. Like I said, it's to parallel your relationship with Jesus. What if you treated Jesus like that? Well, Jesus, I'll let you move in my heart four or five years and we're going to try it out. And when you do something I don't like, you got to leave. And yeah, we might do some stuff together, but it's got to be on my time frame, my demand. Love's not like that. If you're not committed to one another fully, you're not committed at all. If you don't fully trust one another, you don't trust one another at all. Get all of this, guys. If you move in together and you're living together, how do you really know you can trust that person? Because they don't trust you enough to fully commit to you in the covenant of marriage. So how do you know they won't get tired of you and move on to somebody else? God's plan works. There's no test drive. There's no, you know, we'll try this for a while and see if it works. It's the marriage covenants growing old together. That's God's heart. That's His plan. And it comes, we learn when it's right by walking with Him. As you walk with the Lord and you learn to hear His voice and you learn His relationship, then He brings the two of you together and you understand you're at a point where you want to do this thing together through what they call marriage. It's not hook up. Shack up, break up. It's the Lord. Just a couple of, uh, as I close here, a couple of scary statistics. From 1978 to 2008, those who lived together went from 1 million couples to 5 million couples in the United States. Higher divorce rates resulted. Um, in five years of those married, 20% were divorced. Of those who lived together, 49% split up. In 10 years, 33% of married couples divorced. 62% of those living together parted ways. Another stat, uh, those who lived together, ladies were nine times more likely to be physically abused. Commitment and love. 
And it all comes down, guys, to be able to make love work. You got to have love in your heart. And that comes from Jesus. So I'm wrapping this thing up, and we call this a time of response. And if Jesus is not in your heart, if He's not in your life, if you don't know His forgiveness, and if you're not walking in the power of His Spirit, then you're already in trouble, and so am I. We can't go wrong when we go His way. So I'm going to make a plea to you. The altar's open. Make sure things are right between you and God. If you haven't asked Christ into your heart, man, this is the time to do it. God, forgive me. Come live in my heart. Uh, Jesus, you died on the cross to pay the price for me, and and I want to receive that forgiveness. Uh, Don't put it off, guys. Um, Let's just follow God. Let's pray. Lord, uh, thank you for another chance to look in these great hit love songs, Lord, that um, remind us about your design for marital relationship, God. What you want, what's right. And, Father, that is really just a, a picture of the love that you desire for us. You want to come live in our heart forever, and you want us, Lord, to know your love and uh, to be secure in that love, God, and to walk in that love. And Father, I pray this morning that those who need to might, for the first time, say yes to that love, find forgiveness, and come to the altar and pray, Lord, just that you might be honored. Lord, we need you at work. Thank you, Father, for loving us, Lord. Show yourself, Father, that we might just give you a full round of applause, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen.